Initializing recap. The person that was taken from me, we had a bond. But before I lost that connection, I saw one thing. I saw the word Contra. I don't know why, but Contra has taken something that means the most to me. Inside the the carapace, you see a name tag that mm-hmm. says, you know, Stephen McDowell, employee and a Versacore ID badge. I, I think Voltaire turned them all into insects. Voltaire? He took out this tower in the night, made everyone disappear. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, now we have to kill Voltaire. <laughs> How the fuck did he do this? You managed to tackle Vale to the ground as a bullet shatters through the window and hits the wall as you see two people rappel down from the south window and smash through it and land on the desk. It's Rondalus Drin and Evelyn kicks you off of his knife and says, now gentlemen, I'm going to give you one more chance. Turn over Vale or die. You see a small techno drone and it begins pumping canisters into the room. You are in this room with uh, Rondalus Drin and Evelyn and they turn their attention to you. The deal, is still on the table. You won't kill the rest of them? No, we don't want to kill any of you. Fine, I'll go with them. The three of you are in separate glass tubes, but more concerning is the crumpled body of Cody lying in the tube adjacent to you. Are you feeling energetic? I won't lie, I think we're gonna have to call in sick on this one. Uh, Maybe next time. We have a thing in the business. The show must go on, and baby, it's showtime. As the hatches below you open, and you drop through them. Recap complete. Welcome back to another exciting episode of No Quest for the Wicked. Gentlemen, I have uh, two questions for you. What is it, Dane? Are you ready to rock? Oh, yeah. Uh, Can a crumpled corpse rock? Is Cody alive enough to rock? (laughs) Um, Well, more importantly, are you ready to roll? A corpse can definitely roll. If you push me down the hill, I think Cody could roll. (laughs) Yeah, rolling seems much more doable in this situation. Babies, it's showtime. Where we last left you, you guys managed to track down Vale. Uh, You had a lot of fight, a lot of fighting, and you kind of solved the mystery of what happened to all the VersaCore employees, sort of, and then were kidnapped by Voltaire's associates. The fixers you were sent or you you rescued ended up being your your would-be captors and then placed into captivity under Voltaire's uh, machinations and then dropped into what he called showtime. How were they that badass if they were taken down so easily in the alley? That's my question. Yeah. Curious, isn't it? All right, boys, let's do this. Oh, yeah, I'm track. ready. You know what? We're going to start with Cody. 
you have spent the past couple days in a very, very tense environment, and not even Izzy or Trunt will really talk to you. They'll, they're polite enough if they pass you or if you go to the kitchen to get some food. You know, they're not outwardly being mean or shitty to you. They're just sort of like keeping their distance. That, I think, really hurts Cody a lot. Alpha finds you as you're just kind of like wandering around, and he says, um, Cody, you... You've got to come with me, okay? Yeah. Uh, what's what's going on, little guy? Um, we just, I guess, have to talk about something. Uh, can I try to sense motive him? Sure. Yeah. Uh, yep. That's a good old, I think, eight. Um, you know, oh, Alpha. It's a seven. Okay. You you know Alpha well enough that like something's up, but you you can't really discern much. Hmm. And uh, he leads you into the sort of like living room, sitting area, parlor sort of situation of the estate. And sitting on a couch is the Eclipse silhouette. And they are flipping through a data pad. When you guys come in, uh, the the silhouette looks up and says, have a seat. I, I sit. Look. Alpha, I understand that you have a affinity for Cody, but I have noticed his presence is starting to upset the staff. And unfortunately, your toy does not take precedence over the well-being of my staff. I haven't done anything wrong. That really doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't matter if you have or haven't. I am a man of facts. I am a pragmatic man. And I can see that your presence is freaking people out. And frankly, I understand. So, Alpha, we need to say goodbye. Cody just looks at Alpha. Alpha stands up and stands in front of you and crosses his arms. And he says, Cody isn't going anywhere. And I will prove to you that... People don't care that he's here. And the silhouette stands up and says, you have till the end of the day to say goodbye, Alpha, and leaves the room. I'm sorry I didn't mean to get you in trouble. Cody, I'm going to tell you right now, I will not leave you. You aren't going anywhere. I'd never leave you either. Okay, then it's settled. We don't have to worry about this. What do we do? I don't know. Cody, like, pats him on the back. He's like, I could talk to my friends about it. I'm sure they'd let me know what's been going on. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Let me... Let me think up something. I'm going to do a little brainstorming, and then we will meet back here in an hour. Okay? All right. I'll get your favorite snacks. Perfect. I need brain food. And he... Always. You're a growing boy. Runs off. Uh, I go get his snacks. Uh, you walk into the kitchen where Izzy is, and she's frantically whipping up what will be lunch. And she gets immediately uncomfortable. She she looks up and, and sees you. She smiles for a second and then kind of closes her eyes and, and goes back to just staring at the mixing bowl that she's working in. Um, I think, like, I don't need to, like, order them. They're probably stocked somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, they're, like, in the fridge. Uh, I go get them. But, like, on the way out, pause by the door and, like, turn around and try to, like, get her attention a little bit. Just, I sign something at her. 
you don't have to get her attention as you're leaving and you turn around. She's once again, looking quite sad at you. And when, when you make eye contact, she, she again averts her gaze and, and goes back to work. Well, when she looked at me, I wanted to sign. What did I do wrong? Um, she covers her hand with a towel so other people can't see. And she signs. I'm sorry. I can't talk to you. Cody nods and is very sad and leaves. Actually, he signs sorry and then leaves. And he goes and he gives some snacks. Durin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's fucking me up, man. You are being launched down a crazy tube slide. And you get shot out into another completely dark room. And this time you can't see through it. Ooh, supernatural darkness? Mm-hmm. Fuck. You hear like rhythmic clapping uh, and like uh, a murmur of a crowd. And over a PA system, you hear, cool. ladies and gentlemen, you know him. You love him. He took the drip by storm in one day. Ladies and gentlemen, and before the announcer can finish, the lights behind you snap on. And in fluorescent lighting, you RB lights up and the crowd chants with it as it lights up and you hear you RB, you RB. And the announcer says, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're proud to present Ugly Rat Baby. <laughs> God damn it. As the lights slam on and the spots are pointed directly on you, you realize that you are currently in front of an audience of hundreds. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And you are wearing your flannel outfit. But as you stare up at the glare of the lights, you are taken back to the moment you stepped into Elder Hiram's inner chambers. Have I ever been in these chambers before? Absolutely not. Holy shit. In fact, you have never seen Elder Hiram. Oh, Dane, I'm going to ask, is there a protocol to this? Is there a bow or something? No, not really. It's not a it's not a monarchy sort of thing. It is. Well, I'll explain to you what you walk into and explain to you what you know of it. Okay. Okay. You and Dirk are ushered in by two inquisitors masked with their personalized uh, inquisitor masks and they lead you into this cavernous domed room and a narrow walkway over what looks like a complete abyss below you and it leads out into this large circular platform that has this egg-shaped chair in which a large Yosoki sits under a mountain of pelts that have been woven into his own fur. And he looks old and sick and absolutely obese because he cannot move under the weight of the pelts that have been added to him. And you know that the Fur Clan Elder, they take tributes from their uh, loyal followers and significant kills are skinned and added to their own pelt. And all of those pelts are inquisitors that came before you. A inquisitor walks over to you and hands you a package wrapped in linen. I hold it and, and kind of wait for an instruction. 
Then another person walks over to Dirk and hands him a package as well. Dirk gives you a sideways glance and a cheeky grin, and you can tell he's like buzzing with excitement. Um, I try to return it, but I think the moment's a little overwhelming. And then you see uh, from under all of this, uh, this fur and pelts, you see a face move from within it, and Hiram speaks. Durin and Dirk, you have served this clan well. It is your time to ascend to Inquisitor and win this war for us. And Dirk begins unwrapping his package, which has a skinned Yasoki pelt. Cool. <laughs> um, I'll do the same. I will see what's underneath. It oh, takes don't. a second to figure out what it is. Oh no, Dane. Oh no. But then you see the green spirals of the poisoned bullet that took the life of the young Yasoki. <sighs> Fuck. Damn it, Dane. Okay. Okay. And Hiram speaks once again. Your actions with eliminating Prince Yashmu of the Wretched Tail Clan and Durin your obliteration of the disgusting fangs have earned you the right and title of Inquisitors and Hiram sinks back into the pelts as two of the Inquisitors that stand before you guarding Hiram give you both a nod to approach and begin weaving the pelt of your ascension into Hiram's collection. Oh, good. Okay. Dern's going to go along, of course. Keep a serious face on because a few things may be bothering him right this moment. Mm -hmm. But, um... Will approach, and I ha and Durin has to pretend nothing's wrong with the situation, and he will proceed to make his pelts. Yeah, it takes a while because you are essentially sewing the skin of a Yasoki into other oh, <laughs> Yasoki pelts. It takes about an hour to finish, and then Hiram once again heaves himself forward and says it is done I welcome you into the Inquisitorhood Inquisitor Durin Inquisitor Dirk it is time for you to forge your masks Merrick you are also being shot down this tube and slingshot around until you land into a pit of sand. Mm -hmm. And you quickly understand where you are. And it, it looks like an old-timey coliseum. 
and there are several large wooden doors that surround the circular ring and then stands up filled with hundreds of people all cheering and chanting and waving flags and some of them are eating big like haunches of meat and there is a projection of Voltaire sitting on this like Roman throne and he says ladies and gentlemen I'd like to introduce to you the latest champion to enter into Voltaire's Coliseum. And the crowd is mixed. It's in mixed boos and cheers. And the artificial sun overhead is blaring down. And while it is fake, the heat in the arena is not. And it's not much different than how hot it was on the ancestral precipice on the day before you left for your tempering. Could you roll me initiative, please? Yep, definitely. Uh, 22. Cool. You are going to go first as Zane begins circling around you. Brother Zane, doesn't have to be like this. We're a family. We're a clan. Yeah. That's exactly why, Merrick, this has to happen. You can't leave for your tempering until you finish your trials. And it just so happens that the trial is me. Why are you so afraid of my bro- of my father's bro- bloodline? I'm not afraid, Merrick. You're so... You're terrified, Zane. You're terrified. And I go to swing. Uh, what stats am I using? Uh, your current your current stats, because the dust that you took, while it suppresses your Solarian abilities, it enhances your physical abilities to cool. an equal level of the person you are fighting. Okay, that's going to be a 19. Cool, that hits. Uh, 18 points of damage. Okay. Zane recoils back as you get a solid slash across his midsection, and he says, Merrick, you're so dumb. <laughs> I am not afraid of you. I want to foster you. The only way you can take your place by my side so we can protect the tribe the way that we're meant to is by going on your tempering, learning what you need to learn, and then returning back to us a stronger, better Kasathan. So beat me, go on your tempering, come back, and we will be the strongest warriors the verse has ever seen. And he's going to attack you. Uh, that is a 23. Yeah, that's going to hit. Do Can I have see. stamina? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that is 12 points of damage. Saying I want to do everything I can for the tribe. I just need some questions answered. The same questions I keep on asking Umana, and no one will tell me the truth. Zane smiles and says, well, let's see if you can beat him out of me. Gladly. 23. Uh, that hits, yeah. Uh, 18 points of damage. Okay. As, like, Merrick is just, like, relentlessly. Like, obviously, the, like, the, the modern Merrick has a lot more technique to it. This Merrick is a lot more just raw talent. Yeah, and Zane takes a couple more hits of quick slashes, and he says, You're sloppy, Merrick. Where's the discipline? We didn't stand out in the hot desert sun for days training for you to be swinging like a child. 
This is why I have to be the one you fight. And he's going to attempt an attack on you. That is a natural 20. Of course it is. As you keep just doing these big, wide swings, leaving yourself open to counterattack after counterattack, he doesn't make one big hit, but every time you take a swing, he slides the blade inside of you, and then with the curved sword, sort of rounds it out and takes a large cut. Uh, that's going to be 27 points of damage. Um, after after a big hit, Merrick sort of takes a second, takes a deep breath, thinks there back. There you go, Merrick. There you go. The memories of the training he did with his father before his father mysteriously passed. Takes a step forward, regains his stance, and attacks again for 23. Yep. It's a six on the dice, so that's going to be 20 points of damage. Damn. As Merrick sort of just steps in this time, back to that methodical motion. No wasted movement. Zane says, that's it. Now where was that, those first couple attacks? Now you're thinking about your training? Now you're getting it? I've been thinking about my father the whole time, so tell me what happened to him. Uh, Zane is going to attempt a trip attempt. That's a 29. So KC plus That will do it. That will do it, yeah. Um, he gets the the curved sword behind your ankle, slices and knocks you prone, and says, your father fought like you're fighting now. And he died. Cody. It is an hour later, and Alpha runs up to you, and he says, Cody, I don't have a plan. Oh, well, that's okay. Maybe, maybe I didn't get you enough brain food? I can get more. No, I'm pretty full. My brain feels pretty full, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that way, too, sometimes. Maybe we could do a compromise. I could just stay in your room all, all the time. Maybe only leave when, when you do, or only go certain places, or at certain times. You know, I don't want to make anybody sad, but I'm not leaving you. Yeah, thanks, Cody. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure it out, okay? I, I believe you will. You're, you're a genius. Look at me. And he winks. Um, and once again, he goes tearing off to somewhere to continue thinking. And you see Trunt pushing a cleaning cart uh, across the door frame. Uh, I think Cody would actually avoid him at this point. I think he would see him and like try to act cool, which he can't really do. And like just quickly turn around and like try to go the opposite way. Um, okay. He sees you and he makes eye contact with you and he wheels past and then you hear the cart stop. I'm just like facing the other way. You then hear like the cart coming back as he takes a couple steps backwards to look in. And he looks around really quick and walks in and says, bro, did you do it? Um, I, I don't know if I should talk to you guys. You're all really upset with me and we're getting alpha in trouble. And I don't do what? Come on, bro. Like you and I were the only two who saw Lily, you know, polishing Cody. She was stealing. Why? I mean, uh, what? Why? Her daughter is sick, and the medication and procedure is really expensive, and the wages here aren't enough to cover it. So she, she's she been taking little things here and there, helping pay, because look, no one here is going to miss a couple knives and forks. It's not stealing if you're helping your sick daughter. Cody turns around. That's not what, and then you hear that high-pitched wail, thinks. 
So what do you mean? Did I do it? I didn't steal. No, everyone thinks. And then you hear a banging on the window outside and you look over and it's that man in green overalls with the graying hair and the bushy mustache. And he points at Trunt and gives him like kind of a stern look. And Trunt just says, sorry, bro. And walks back to his cart and pushes it away. I I didn't do anything. And the guy is just standing there looking at you in the window with his arms crossed, looking real pissed off. Am I like in like a closet or a room or something? You guys are in like the, the parlor. Okay. So he's like out in the garden and you are in sort of like the sitting room. Yeah, fuck. I feel like Cody's still so worried that he's going to make things worse that he would just like edge out of sight if he's at the window or like go back into the room because like Trunt is his friend and is also not trusting him. So like this fucker won't. Okay. Because he's just glaring, right? Yeah, he's he's just like staring at you. Yeah, I think Cody would like just like go back to Alpha's room and like hide a little bit. Okay. Durin. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do some more trauma. Let's go. Don't worry, it's your favorite thing. It's real. <laughs> right now, it's on, not. You're on stage. Oh, okay. All right. And the crowd is losing their mind. And the voice on the PA system comes back on and says, "Ladies and gentlemen, you saw him once before in the drip. Now he'll do it again. That's right. Ugly Rat Baby is here to pose up." As the crowd loses their mind and a group of three Sheeran come out and they all have uh, these trumpets and they're like, as they come out dancing and then strike a pose. And there's three of them and one of you as the troublesome trumpeteers (laughs) have arrived on the stage. And one of them says... Well, if it is an ugly rat baby, can't wait to make you ugly rat gone. And the rest of them like high five. And one of them is just like, what did that mean? Um, and the other guys like shush him. And you are now in a pose off. Oh, great. We're going to switch over to Merrick real quick. Oh. Merrick, you are unarmed and your moat is nowhere to be seen. How is that possible? Okay. And then... The far gate opens up and two bloodletters come walking out with clubs. Here's how this is going to work, my little darling. You see, right now, you have nothing. But depending on how well your friend does in the pose-off, you might get a little something-something or something real bad happens. And Durin, in... Your neck of the woods, you hear the PA system come on and says, uh, and then a screen appears, and you see Merrick begin to get circled by these two bloodletters in this arena. And the PA says, Now I know what you think. You could maybe just not even try. What's the point? It's just a pose off. Well, let me tell you what you're playing for here, Durin. It's Merrick's life. Oh, good. That's right. If you refuse to participate, we'll kill Merrick. Okay, okay. There's a little counter and it says Durin on one side and everyone else on the other. And the announcer says, if you win a pose off, someone might give a boon to Merrick. But if you lose, he might get a penalty. 
So better do your best. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready, Dang. Merrick, roll initiative, please. Um, nine. Okay. Duran, can you roll initiative, please? Yeah, sure. Crack die. Um, I got a 23. Fantastic. Cody, it's nighttime. And Alpha is beside himself because he has not come up with a plan to save you. And the sun is setting. And he looks at you with tears welling in his eyes. He says, I'm sorry, Cody. I've, I failed you. I was supposed to save you. And now they're going to take you away. It's okay. You're, my, my job's to save you. Your job's not to save me. You made me. You can, you, you can make me again. And it'll be better, probably. So much practice. Cody 2.0. Give me a perception check. Uh, that is a 21. You hear a gunshot and then a crash and the sound of several revving vehicles. Alpha, stay right here. Get under the bed like I told you. And he looks and he's like, why? What's going on? Right now, okay? And okay, I- okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he, he runs. He, he's not used to you saying, talking like that. So he runs and gets under his bed. You'll be okay. It's time for me to take care of you, okay? And I shut the door. And as you walk out on either side through those big bay windows, two people dressed in all black come smashing through them from repels on the ceiling. Also, roll me initiative, please. Oh, it's a nat 20. <laughs> nice. Uh, so what's your total initiative? Uh, 27. Cody, you go first. As these two assassins come smashing through the window, the one furthest from Elther's room points and says, get the kid and don't let anyone stop you as the far one begins charging you. Uh, do I have my full stamina and everything and like yes. current level of shit? Yep, because as they say, get the kid, something in you activates and you feel adrenaline coursing through you. Yeah, I'm meeting that guy midway and just punching him. Okay. Uh, the guy going for Alpha's ring? Yeah. Okay. That's a 20. Yep. Is he trying to run past me? No, he's trying to get into okay. the door that, like, is currently kind of, like, right beside you. Uh, yeah, roll damage. All right. Uh, that's going to be 14 points of damage. How do you get rid of this guy? Uh, just, like, clothesline him so hard that half his skull cracks when I hit it, and half the other half cracks when it hits the ground. He hits the ground with a sickening thud, and the one further away reaches up and presses his ear, and he just says, we might have a problem. I'm going to need backup on the second floor. He's going to run up and attack me. Uh, he misses. Cody's, like, freaking out, so he just literally stands there, doesn't even move, gets hit, takes it, and just says, how does it feel to know you're about to die? The guy radios, he's like, I'm going to need that backup. Uh, Durin. Yeah. Yeah. Close off begins as okay. the first trumpeteer comes out and begins like jauntily jogging around you and then quickly blows the trumpet right in your face. And he's going to an attempt intimidation check. What would you like to do? And remember, mm -hmm. the better you sell this, if you win the, the roll off, Merrick will get a boon. Okay. Okay. I think I'm going to lean into what happened last time. And not only am I going to just have the facade of not giving a shit, I want to pull up my data pad and Uber Eats a churro. 
Okay, give me a bluff check to see if you can convince them that you don't care. I got a 23. Damn. Why are you so good at this? I don't know. I hate it. I I don't know. You are B. You are B. You beat him by one. (laughs) As the trumpet blares in your face, you just casually pull your data pad up, blocking the trumpet, and begin ordering your churro. And he staggers back and is like, no way. And a door opens below him and he goes falling through it. Uh, Merrick, roll me a d4, please. Yeah, no problem. I, I don't know why I'm good at this. Because <laughs> you're so beautiful. Thank you. Uh, that's going to be a two. Okay. A war pike comes shooting up through the sand and in front of you. And you're able to catch it. Perfect. Uh, it is your turn. Alright. I, I can go into photon mode, I hope? Uh, you attempt to, and you hear that thing around your neck buzz and it goes yellow. Oh, fuck. Okay. So, hold on. I have to look at my math for the first time. So, B-A-B strength to hit, right? Yep. Natural 20. Damn. Damn. Okay. Let's go. Give me that damage. What's a war pike? D8? Uh, 1D8. D10? Yeah. D8. 10 plus my strength times 2 is 18. I think that's it. So, 18 points of damage. Uh, Yeah, you skewer this guy. His eyes widen. As the dude from behind charges and he's going to attempt to hit you for a 17 KAC. That shit does it. That's one that does it. Okay. Oh, okay. Max damage. That's going to be, uh, I know you're keeping track of two different health right now. I apologize for this. That's going to be 13 points of damage. Okay. And we're also going to take this opportunity to teleport you back to your fight against Zane as you thrust forward, mirroring the, the the thrust of the spear with your sword, you are now on your feet, and you guys have been fighting for a while now. About 20 mm. minutes this battle has gone on for. And both of you are starting to get winded. It is your turn. What would you like to do? Merrick puts his pettiness behind him, so his even his questions about his father and everything else, he just goes into what Umana wants him to be, which is just like a, a soldier of the clan. And he just ignores his tiredness, ignores the sun, and just goes through the steps he was taught and makes an attack uh, for a 13, which I don't think will do it. No. Um, the fatigue is starting to get you. The, the sun is starting to get to you. And as you take a swing, Zane just catches the blade with one of his hands and it finds purchase in his palm as blood begins dripping out and he's going to uh, attempt another trip attempt. Ooh, that won't do it. As he tries to put a foot behind you and just shoulder check you in like over it, you manage to resist and stay up and you guys are now kind of in like a boxer's grapple where you're both taking a second to catch your breath and Zane says... What do you say? You ready to finish this? Uh, Merrick looks down at like as like Zane's blood is pooling into the sand and says, uh, that's my favorite color when the red and the brown of the sand melt together. And then Merrick just goes for a, a hit. <laughs> does a 21 hit. It does. Uh, and that's going to be 19 points of damage. Okay. 
Zane takes a labored step back and he's breathing heavy as his wounds are starting to amass and really start taking its toll on him. And he looks down and he says, all right, okay. Fuck me. Keep rolling threes. Uh, He takes a strong step forward and tries to get you with a wide sweep, but you're able to get out of the way and uh, give me one more attack roll, please. Uh, that's going to be a 22. Yep. You can't get me with that anymore, Zane. You've been pushing me down to the sand since I've been a young, young boy. And that's going to be a uh, 18 points of damage. As you clip, how do you, how do you do this? So, like, we're sort of grappled, like, taking short stabs at each other. Yeah. Merrick uses the momentum of the trip to get some distance, like, pushes himself back, hits the dirt. And just comes forward real quick with a stab right to his abdomen. Um, And you skewer him. You stab right through sort of the left side of his stomach. And the scene stops. And Zane coughs a pool of blood out on the ground. And Umana raises her hand and she says, Merrick is victorious. Cody, there is a guy standing in front of you calling for backup. Uh, I'm hitting him as hard as I can. Cool. Twice, actually, I think. All right. One, two. Uh, That is going to be a 19 to hit. And that is going to be a 24 to hit. Yeah. Both of those hit. Uh, I'm going to say you don't even have to roll damage. Just tell me how you finish him. Uh, I think I just grab his neck and snap it around. And as you do that, a group of other dudes come running up and see you turn at that guy's head to face them. And they all kind of stagger back for a second as you are now kind of splattered with blood standing at the end of the hall with the red dusk sky behind you, putting you in silhouette. Uh, You hear a smash from the ground floor and someone yell, Fire! Like something's on fire or someone's being told to, you know, fire their weapons. It sounds like a fire has been started and and people are panicking downstairs. Cody's cool line he was about to say dies on his lips. Uh, Was the guy in front of me holding a weapon? Uh, Yes, he was he was holding a uh, tack knife. Oh, okay. Uh, And there's people in front of me, though. Yes, they've they've run up the stairs and there's three of them. Okay, well, I guess I have to charge them because, like, I don't give a fuck about the fire because Alpha's behind me and I'm not leaving. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to bull rush the first guy, I guess. Okay. Charge down the hall. Uh, it's a 23. Yeah. Uh, and then... Yes, actually, I, uh, so it's 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 going to be 10 feet. Okay. Uh, but I get an attack of opportunity as he flies. Cool. And that's going to be a 23 again to hit him. Yeah, uh, again, you don't need to roll damage because this guy's flying out through the back or the front window. I think I uppercut him into the air and then kick him and just Hell like yeah. he goes flying. Um, and then you hear a couple more smashes on this floor and smoke begins billowing under some of the doors. Uh, Durin, 
you are now on the offensive. How would you like to attack the the last two troublesome trumpeteers? The first thing that came to my brain is a little dumb, but I'm just going to go with it because it won't stop focusing on it. I'm going to tell them that I ordered churros for them too, and they have to chip in. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, what what do you think? Is this another bluff check? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I am lying. I didn't er- order churros for them. That's going to be the next part of the pose-off, though. <laughs> okay, yeah, then it's going to be another bluff check. Okay. Um, and they are going to do a sense motive, I think, to, oh to call God. your bluff. <sighs> yeah, they, got a, they got a 20. I got a... Hold on, I got a 27. <laughs> I rolled an 18 on the die. The one steps forward and he's like, sorry, you, we didn't, Hey man, we didn't ask for any, we're good. We don't, we don't want any churros. Hey, Hey dude, oh, do no, just, have, just, just get me the credits. It's all good. I got it. Dude, you have, I don't have cash on me. Do you have cash on you? And the door or the floor opens up and the second guy <laughs> goes flying down. Merrick, roll me a D4, please. Okay. It's going to be a four. Okay. From the sky a grenade drops down into your hand. Okay. Um, is there just one guy left? There is just one guy left, yes. I, I take a five step back and throw this grenade at him. <laughs> okay. I will say, you don't have to use what's given. Like, it, it's it's with you for, like, it's it's real now. It was a present from Durin. Okay. <laughs> throw that grenade, I guess. Um, that's going to be a 16. Yeah, that's enough. God damn it. Well, this guy rolls a nat one. <laughs> so uh, roll 3d6, please. Six for the first one. Four makes 10 and four makes 14 points of damage. Okay. He gets absolutely fucking shredded by this grenade, but he is still up. And he's like, I thought that we were told this was going to be just the fuck. Cody, time seems to have skipped and you are standing surrounded by the three bodies, or I guess two bodies, because the other guy's out the window, of the guys <laughs> who are there. And you can tell that this fire is spreading quickly downstairs and now also on this floor. And you see fire from Alpha's room. Or smoke. Oh, fuck. I'm through that door like nobody's business. I can't open like I usually do. Yeah, once again, you actually have reason to splinter this door off the fucking hinges and it goes flying. And uh, you see that there is fire kind of everywhere i grab him sure you're gonna have to give me a reflex save please oh that's not good uh that is a 13 um okay you're going to take some fire damage okay uh you take nine points of fire damage i pull him out from under the bed and like throw him on my back and i'm like well that was a real good hide we're gonna escape the fire now you good yeah i'm i'm (coughs) and he begins coughing from the smoke Cover your mouth with your t-shirt. Okay, let's go. And I head out. Um, The stairs leading down have now collapsed from above. The banister is now taking out the rest of the stairs, and the whole top floor towards the stairs has now caved in. Um, We were kind of on a balcony, though, overlooking the garden, right? There is a bay window behind you, yes. Can I, like, wrap Alpha in my trench coat just to, like, protect him? Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to do that and I'm going to pull out my, I assume I have a firearm. Um, you wouldn't have a firearm at this point. No, but I will say that the guys probably had one. So you can have like a, a an arc pistol or something. 
Okay, you know what? The maybe the tack knife. I just throw that through the window, and I'm like, "Hold on tight," and I'm gonna jump out. Okay. Um, give me a. Uh, you know what? I think you are gonna just take some class damage. Sure. Uh, that's four points of slashing damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and now give me an acrobatics check because you are intentionally falling. You want to get a fifteen, and that will reduce some damage. <laughs> oh, never mind. I thought it was on the money, but it's a nine, not a six. Uh, so 18. Uh, perfect. Yeah, you managed to uh, hit the ground and roll, protecting Alpha. And the dude who was staring at you, you can see him doing his best to fight off some of these guys, but he's kind of getting overwhelmed. But the second they see you with Alpha, they all rush over to you. And then you hear the revving of engines as two motorbikes come launching over the hedges, land into the garden, and begin circling around you. Just like the movies. It's just like the movies, okay? Close your eyes. Uh, he's got his eyes, like, shut tight, tight, tight. Durin, there's one troublesome trumpeteer left. They are going okay. to be on the offensive this time. And he is going to attempt to unbutton your butt flap. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, as he walks behind you, he tries to flick it with a sleight of hand and uh, goes wah, 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 with his trumpet. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so you're going to have to tell me what you would like to, to do to combat this. Okay. God, I wish I wish my brain would go to other things, but it won't. It won't, guys. Um, I'm going to completely ignore it and start complaining that the churros are taking too long to arrive. <laughs> Through the app, of course. Okay. And then I notice that the guy's walking, and I'm just a little bit more upset about it. Um, okay. Give me, I guess, another bluff check. Would that be a bluff check? I don't know. Maybe computers? Hmm. Pitching. Pitching the computers, but if you want bluff, I'll roll bluff. Um, okay, I will I will give you computers, but you can hear the crowd starting to get bored with this shtick. Okay. And you're gonna okay. take a minus five on this roll. Okay, okay. They're getting bored with the shtick. Okay, okay. And you can hear the guy on the This is a, this is definitely a fail. Uh, well I have to roll my sleight of hand, so it might be mm. It was a fifteen minus five, it's ten. Hmm, this is a fourteen. I have to come up with a new with a new thing. And the butt flap of your pajamas open up and your tail sort of like unfolds out of it and <sighs> the crowd begins laughing and the guy in the PA system says he might be an ugly rat baby but he sure is beating this dead horse uh oh yeah. Merrick as you see a score get put up on the board Duran you currently have two and then now everyone else has a one and Merrick you're going to roll me a d4 please alright four you got a four yep uh oh! You see one of the other gates open up, and one of those spiked bear things that you fought that had the Gatling gun on it oh, comes no. charging out. Oh shit! Thanks, Darren. Merrick <laughs> says, like into the camera. Uh, this one doesn't have a gun on it, but it is the same sort of creature. All right, cool. Um, and you can see that the 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 blood letter that is there is like, oh thank God. Um, <laughs> Give me, what would you like to do? Um, my, does the pike have a 10-foot distance? It is It is a reach weapon, yes. Cool. I'm going to finish off this blood letter. Okay. Um, that's going to be a 22. Yes, you don't have to roll damage. He has 2 HP left. Yeah, so he's like relieved for a quick second. Then a flash of the pike comes down, 
into his neck, ends it. Merrick quickly pulls it up, spins it, so all the blood hits the sand and just takes a defensive position facing the bear. Um, and it begins sort of like pacing back and forth in front of you. And it's going to be Cody again. The motorcycles are circling around you, and then they both sort of fishtail around, so they're facing you, and begin charging you at the same time. Uh, can I try the acrobatics, or can I try the athletics over them, just because yes. I want to, like, are they between me and, like, the shed? Like, the um, yeah. shed? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to just try jump over them, because I don't want to fight with Alpha on my back. Uh, okay, cool. Oh, that's a 24. Amazing. You go as they drop their katanas down on the ground and begin digging up the dirt, getting ready to slash you from two sides. And you manage... How, how do you jump over them? Um, I think they probably don't expect me to charge them. So as they come towards me, I go a little bit more quickly than they expect, put a foot on the front of the right bike, and just, like, vault over them. Hell Yeah. And with that, you kind of push a lot of pressure on that bike and it begins spinning out. Uh, and he has to sort of jump off his bike as the other one sails past. Is the gardener still in front of me? Yeah. And like, is he still surrounded or are they kind of like... And the second they saw you with Alpha, they all put their attention on you. I just want to put Alpha somewhere safe behind me so I can face them. And I feel like if I could give it to him and like push them behind me and stand before them. Yeah. For sure. Okay. He, he, you don't even need to communicate this to him. The second you put Alpha down, he reaches out of his hand. He's like, come on, boy, come on. Thank you. Thank you. And I turn to face uh, the garden, I guess. Yeah. So there are a, a number of the assassins and some of them are smashing through windows to join you out. And one of the guys is still on the bike and you are now facing a small army of armed assassins. And one of them steps forward and just says, Give us the boy, and we leave. I start to laugh. I say, seems everywhere I go, I hear the same joke. Are we going to do this, or are we going to talk about it? And I, like, put up my hands. Uh, the guy on the bike revs his engine, and the guy at the front cracks his neck, and all of them charge you. Durin. Yeah. You are in the Inquisitor workshop. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> my headspace is in the wrong place right now. Okay. <laughs> he sticks to order churros. <laughs> Tell me what you are doing with your mask. What does it look like? Um, what is the mask made out of first? Um, Whatever you want. It's yeah. it's usually metal, but if you have a specific material that you want to use, the Inquisitor mask is kind of like the building of a lightsaber for a Jedi kind of thing. It is a completely personal thing. It is uh, a status symbol. So it is whatever you want it to be. He's pulling something from inside himself in this moment, and... It's going to be made out of metal. Okay. It's going to have no distinguishing features except that it's just a reflective mirror. Okay. And that's how I imagine it. Like, what color? Um, like, silver? oh no, it's yeah, yeah, like silver. It's silver. It's it's just straight up, just like a mirror mask almost. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I think and like really looking at the mask and himself as he works on it. All right. I like that. But unfortunately, <laughs> you are still in a pose-off with the final troublesome trumpeteer. Yep. What would you like to do? You're on the offensive this round. I want to strip naked and make him watch. Okay. Carrie, oh. what is your filter, bro? What is your brain? <laughs> 
Dude, I don't know. I was taking a <laughs> sip of a beer. That was not okay. Um, oh I can't my think of anything other than intimidation for this. <laughs> so please give me an intimidation. And he Jesus. is going to do a... A will save. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm... I'm trying to think of what the skill is for... A will save. A bluff to say he's not aroused. Um, I think he's going to do a sleight of hand to quickly get his, like, to cover his face before he sees something he doesn't want to see. Okay, I got a 15. I got an 18. Fuck! There's gonna be two bears. There are two bears. I gotta fight two bears. I'm sorry, I'm trying! (laughs) Terry, you almost made me spit. (laughs) Like a significant mouthful of beer all over my laptop, so... I'm so sorry. It's okay, you do you, you beautiful boy. <laughs> I don't know why my brain does this. It's like, this is the thing you should say, so I wrote it down. <laughs> and then it won't let me do anything else. I just need to learn not to drink while you're doing anything. <laughs> uh, Merrick, please roll me a d4. Gladly. A two. Okay. Two bears. <laughs> no, but suddenly the ground begins to shake. And the, you know those, the, like the funhouse things where the platforms are going two different directions? Yeah. That begins so. happening with the ground and the sand begins shifting. Uh, you are both off kilter and off target. Off kilter is a minus two to attacks and you're flat footed. Off target is another minus two to attacks. Okay. Um, you can use a move action to try to steady yourself to negate the off kilter, but you are can't do anything with the off target. Okay. Am I like in attack distance of the bear? Yes, I will say the bear is there for you. Okay. I'm going to try to steady myself using the pike, I guess. Okay. Is that a roll, a reflex, or? No, it's just a move action to, to do. Cool. And then I'm going to use that momentum to swing at the bear with a minus two. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a two on the dice, so I'm going to miss. Okay, yes, you uh, stab into the the hard quills of this, uh, I think it's a thresher? I think it's called a thresher. Threshold. Um, you stab into it, and it clinks off, and it begins uh, charging, or like it lunges at you for a 19. Yeah, that will do it. Uh, that is 10 points of piercing damage as it bites you. You are back on the precipice and your mother has joined you and Zane on the arena floor and Zane is being tended to by the mystic and your mother approaches you and she places one hand on your forehead and another one under your chin and she says you have made me proud today son. It is not every day that Zane is defeated in one-on-one combat. Your father has trained you well. Your brother has trained you well. And you will do our tribe proud. It is with my blessing that I give you permission to go on your tempering. The tempering will make me strong. The tempering will make me sharp. And the tempering will make me a tool for the tribe. You have one year to experience everything that life has to offer for you to learn from it to be beaten by it 
and to overcome it. After one year's time, you will return to the tribe. You will take your rightful spot beside your brother as our champions. I will be back as soon as I can, mother. I cannot wait. And she kisses you on the forehead and raises your hand to the tribe. And they all, with two hands, begin beating their chest one at a time with a thump, 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 thump. And the sound echoes from the highest mountain of your home planet. Cody. Mm -hmm. You once again have blacked out and gone into a absolute frenzy. And you are on one knee, covered in blood, your hands raw, and you're panting heavily as carnage lays before you. Every single one of the assassins is dead by your hand. And you are not doing well yourself. You have suffered grievous injuries, but you are still standing until one of them tackles you from behind. And you can barely make out details through the stinging blood in your eyes and the raging fire behind them. And then a pair of garden shears comes splattering through their open mouth. And then it's pulled out again. And the gardener extends his hand to you. If you don't get me out of this hospital in an hour, we'll both be dead. I I grab the hand. He pulls you up and he says, so not think you're broken. Pardon? Um, And you look down and you're in bad fucking shape. Like your whole chest piece is missing. Your arm is kind of like torn to ribbons. And you just feel absolutely fucking terrible. Don't worry about it. They always hire bums like me for jobs like this. And then you collapse into his arms. And before you pass out, you see Alpha peeking out from the garden shack, safe and sound. Uh, I want to I wanna say thanks before I pass out. Uh, the gardener nods. And then I'm good. I'm unconscious as fuck. Durin, the troublesome trumpeteer, is currently covering his eyes from you. Right where I want him. Uh, I believe it's his turn to attack, right? I think. Yeah. I mean, I can take another attack if you want. He stands behind you and he says, well, now we know he didn't really need to wear anything if he's got nothing to hide. Um, And he's going to use a intimidate on you. What would you like to do? I'm going to take a selfie with him making sure to get my little rat dick in the uh, in the shot and then I'm going to send it to all his friends and family. <laughs> all right, this is I'm going to give this will be a computer shick. Uh, I guess I need to roll. Okay. What'd you get? 14. You got a 12. What? You hear a blink, 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 blink in the audience and then you hear it uh, behind you. And he's like, what? And he pulls out his phone. He's like, no, no, you said you said this to me, Ma? Oh, no. Everyone. And you hear a buzzing from above as a drone comes in and drops a small white paper bag into your hands with a hot, fresh churro as the final <laughs> trumpeteer 
drops down through the stage. Merrick, roll me a D4, please. I bet that's the tastiest fucking churro I've ever had. Um, that's going to be a one. Okay. Suddenly a flight of, or a fleet of drones come pouring out of the sky and they begin lasering this bear and it's going to take a shit ton of damage. Um, and someone on the announcer's table says, Duran has single handedly defeated the troublesome trumpeteers, but who's next on the kill list? Is it Merrick or is it our next crew? Wow. I rolled like shit there. Uh, the bear takes 16 points of damage. Okay. As these drones just light it the fuck up. All right. I, my turn. All right, I'm going to keep on now that like the bear is distracted and weakened. I'm going to try to take it down. Uh, also, you're no longer off target and all that stuff. Oh, sick. Yeah, that was a one round thing. That's going to be a 24. Yep. And that's going to be 12 points of damage. Okay. It's going to attempt a bite on you. It's going to be a 19. That will do it. That is going to be max damage for 14 points of damage piercing as it bites you. Oof. Cody, you are in bed. Alpha's bed. And Alpha is watching over you. The shadowy figure that Eclipse is also looming over you. And the second you wake up, he perks up and stands up and uh, walks over to you and says, you protected my boy. Of course. He nods and he says, well, Cody, welcome to the family. And he extends a hand. I think Cody chokes up a little bit and he reaches out a hand. And as you touch it, the eclipse begins to dissipate. The way that when you drop ink into water, it spirals and flows and slowly deforms. That eclipse begins washing away and it is replaced with a human man. He's bald. He has a long nose, pointed features, and this absolute barrel of a chest. And he grips your hand with a firmness that is rarely met. And a, I won't say smile creeps across his face, but a mutual respect, a as close to a smile as this man probably can manage. And then he lets go of you and he says, come on, son, let him rest. And he puts his hand on Alpha and leads him out the door. And then you wake up in a dark room with a tube around you and a hatch below you and nothing but a red sign that says on air. Hello, Space Jam Dane here uh, to do the things. First and foremost, we hope you're enjoying the episode. Second, if you hear weird rumbling or squeaking sounds, that's because Oliver, my cat, has once again joined me in the room while I record this. And finally, uh, we will be wrapping up Piercing the Veil, this current arc, uh, next week. It'll be the last episode. It'll be the big finale before we move on to our next arc 
Now you might be saying, what does that mean? Well, that means I'm going to need a bunch of new NPCs, which means I'm going to need a bunch of new NPC names. Now, the Discord is already quite full of excellent name suggestions, and we also have all the Nat 20 uh, rollers from Fan Expo who gave me names for characters. But that doesn't mean I have all the names I need. No. If you have an idea, if you have a character name that you would love to see in the show and want to contribute to creating this wonderful little show that we have here, head on over to noquestcast.com, click the Discord link, and join our Discord. In there, there is a NPC naming channel, and you get to uh, provide once a week as many name ideas as you can come up with. And I will look at them, and I will choose names that fit the characters that are coming up in the new arc. We also have places to share pictures of your pets. Uh, someone recently shared an adorable picture of a pet squirrel. And if that's not your bag, uh, I highly recommend checking it out because it will immediately become your bag because it is the cutest thing I think I've ever seen. Don't have a pet? That's okay. You can also join the fan art channel and participate in our collaborative art project. Or you can head on over and join the Boom Crew, the official Boomer fan club, and get access to the Boom Room, a secret channel for only the most diehard Boomer fans. Or just pop in and say hello and meet all the incredible people that are already hanging out with us. We'd love to see you. They'd love to have you. So please consider swinging by. Once again, that's noquestcast.com. Click the Discord link and you'll be invited to join our happy little family. That is all for this week. I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Cody, what would you like to do? Like... The, is the red sign like flashing or like like is it directed at me? Um, no, it's kind of like what you would see like backstage of a TV show to let people know that like the show mm. is in progress. Uh, I feel like Cody's pretty fucking freaked out for everything that just happened and still hyped up on alpha adrenaline. So he's going to try and like force his way out no matter whether that's just pressing through the glass or like trying to pry open the hatch below. Or something, but he's just like he might be conscious, but he's not necessarily thinking yet. Okay, it's like there's nothing else here, right? No, you you can't really see anything. I'm just gonna try to pry that hatch open. Pry the hatch open. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, give me an athletics check, please. That's a twenty-two. You begin cranking it open, and it opens about uh, like half a foot, and you see a drop into darkness and I will give you the option to if you if Cody wants to go down that drop he can or he can rethink uh, I'm gonna do a perception check okay just to see if there's any other like avenue that would you know come to his mind or that I can see okay for once I roll a decent perception that's the 20 okay what I will say is you can't see much down this tube and you have no idea where the fuck it would take you mm-hmm. but in the distance, you can hear two people talking, and one of them says, Yeah, I kind of bumped the robots all fucked up, but I guess we'll just toss them? Yeah. Oh, I gotta go clean them up. Alright, I'll see you on break. And you can hear uh, footsteps approaching the door to this room. Ah, uh, fuck. I'm gonna let the grate shut, and I'm gonna slump in the tube like I'm all fucked up. Okay. Um, and the door slides open and some light fills it and you get like a better glimpse of what's going on. And it's just this like guy uh, who walks in 
and he walks over to the screen and turns it on and it takes a second to boot up and on it you see a screen of Durin who's currently naked eating a churro on a stage (laughs) Jesus fuck and then you also see Merrick currently squaring off with one of those bears, those spiky bears. On the bottom screen is like just static. And he slides it over to the side and he, uh, you see like three panels and it's like tube one, tube two, tube three. And he presses tube three and the, the tube you're in begins sliding up. Okay. I'm going to pretend I'm still, I'm just going to like slump until it's fully up at least. Okay. Um, give me a bluff check. <laughs> well, I regret this already. Just to see if he notices something. It's a 13 minus one is a 12. Okay. You actually beat him. Okay. And so he doesn't notice that like, you're not just a slumpy, slumpy, broken robot. So he walks over and he, uh, reaches behind a shelf and he pulls out like this big, you know, those like big prison laundry basket things. Mm-hmm. He pulls one of those out and, uh, brings it over towards you and starts wheeling it towards you. I'm going to just stand up and grab him. Okay. You're going to grapple him. Sure. I was going to just like grab him by the neck and like, okay. I will say this man is not a fighter and completely unarmored. So it will probably be a pretty easy check, but let's see if he, what, what happens? Okay. Well, that is a 23. Yeah. That's, that's enough to grab this guy. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, holy shit. You're okay. Hey, don't, don't say words. Okay. 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 Be quiet. Okay. Be, quiet be quiet. My friends, where are they? He like uh, nervously, like looks sheepish about his mouth. Oh, you can say words to me about my friends, but quietly. I don't want to have to punch your head till it loses its shape. Hey, I, I, I was going to say, I like the shape of my head, but actually I have crippling self-esteem issues, but, uh, I don't want to die. So, uh, there's that, um, your friend is in the pose offitorium and Mm -hmm. the other one is in the Coliseum. Any way to get them out? Uh, I, I mean, I, I guess you could go, to each one or, or or you could maybe do uh get to the control panel um where's that you know the, the, the whole thing is like a pocket dimension so like it's shaped to the the, the mechanics of the of the, th- of the thing so you could essentially just shut them both down and and, and 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 do that and what would that do to them if they're inside oh it just like it, it shuts it down it's like a hollow holographic thing like that projects what it what it's supposed to be so like it would just be uh, an empty room at that point okay that sounds great. Want to bring me there? And again, keep the whole structural integrity of your skull, which, by the way, you shouldn't be upset about. It's quite nice for now. Thanks, man. You don't need to be self-conscious, but also I do need you to be my friend right now because, again, I don't want to have to split it. Okay, okay. I get it. You're going to really fuck up my, my melon. I get it. I really don't want to. I, okay, thank you. Um, okay, tell you what. Get in the, the basket because I can't exactly – stroll around with you uh but i will i will wheel you past and you can hop out and 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 you know do your thing i'm gonna sense both of this guy even though i'm so bad at it that's a fucking that 20 i'm not even joking what the fuck this guy is telling you the truth you have scared the shit out of him he will do what you're asking him to do but he like he can't get you into the control room but he can certainly get you there secretly oh man the dice are nice sometimes yeah let's do it I okay. jump in the bag and I like, thanks. Do you, wait, 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 before we go, mm-hmm. should I like give you a black eye or like break an arm or something just so you don't get in too much trouble? Um, 
Because you seem nice. I, yeah. You know what? What would... Hmm. That would be suspicious. I had a gun on you this whole time, okay? Okay. I like that. That's that's better. Okay. Does that Uh, work? It works. It works for me. Yeah. It's a lot less less punching that I appreciate. Uh, And he sort of like grabs some some like drop sheets and, and tarps and shit and throws it in and covers you up and begins wheeling you down the hall. Durin, you hear barking. Hey, I'm, in, I'm enjoying my churro, all right? Like, hey, my thing's done. I'd love to know which, like, Uber Eats guy showed up with fucking Voltaire's and was like, what the hell? And they're going, <laughs> and, like, on stage, and, like, there's thousands of people and, like, a naked rat. And he's like, oh, here you go, sir. You hear in the wings, you hear, like, woof, 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 woof. Three more people come out on their fours, all dressed like dogs. Cool. All right. It's, it's the pound puppies. <laughs> okay. Uh, and they they all begin barking at you. What would you like to do? I don't know. I I I, I was enjoying my churro. I was having a great time. That's no, I want to. I want to enjoy my churro, Dane. I want to enjoy my churro. Okay, that's my um, choice. I will say that this is very similar to ignoring them. I know. I know. You're going to be at a minus five for this role as the crowd gets bored uh the pa system says we thought he was an ugly rat but it seems like he might be a one trick pony okay all right fine i get i get the hint i get the hint i get it i'm gonna throw the churro towards them make them fight over it okay uh i'm gonna say this is a diplomacy unless you can tell me something otherwise oh man does it have to be a diplomacy if if you can pitch light of hand but then again, okay. like I have to, I have to persuade them to fight over it, right? That's yeah, that's where I'm leaning towards. Oh, fuck it, I'll take it. Oh, I'll take it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Merrick. This is gonna be bad. I rolled a ten. Okay, they got a seventeen. Okay, um, you throw it, and they all look at it, and then one of them pretends to lift off its leg to pee on it, and all of them start doing like the duck hat, like dog laugh, like the. And mm-hmm, the crowd mm-hmm. begins laughing at you. And Merrick, it's a D4 time, baby. How many charts of things do you have? I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so many charts. That's a three. Okay. One of the gates opens up oh, and two off. more blood letters come out. <sighs> All right. It's going to be bad, Merrick. This is going to be real bad because I'm running out of ideas. Uh, Merrick, it is your turn. Okay, I'm going to uh, strike down this bear again, I guess. Deal one thing at a time. Natural 20. Damn, okay. Give me some damage. Uh, 20 points of damage. Okay. You see it beginning to, like, breathe heavily, and that that sight of the, the blood mixing with the sand begins to reinvigorate you as the two bloodletters come charging in. That's a miss. That's a... Uh, the bear's going to attack. It'd be cool if I rolled more than a four. There it is. It's a 26. Yeah, that will do it. Uh, with a 12 points of damage to you as the bear gives you another chomp as you're stuck trying to defend yourself from two blood letters and this bear on the other side of you. Durin! <laughs> I, I, <laughs> my creative steam is, is running out. <laughs> uh, Cody. The rolling cart stops and you feel sort of like a kick on the the bottom. 
mm-hmm. signifying that you have arrived. I'm going to try to stealth out of the cart. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a 17. Uh, okay, let me do a little perception check. Uh, you are good. No one sees you. Uh, do I... Where am I at, like, health-wise and everything-wise? You are, like, fully healed. Okay. And do I have any gear? Uh, you do not have your weapons, no. Okay, cool. What do I see once I kind of... So like, I think maybe... Take, uh, I guess I don't have my knife. Never mind. I pop out. Uh, you pop out, and the guy begins wheeling away very quickly. And in front of you is uh, a metal door that seems to open in the middle and a keypad on the right hand side and uh, give me a perception check to see anything else. Oh, well, there we go. That's an eight. (laughs) Yeah. You, you don't see much else. It just seems to be this keypad and a door. I've learned is the door open. Uh, this one is not. No. Oh, fuck. Good try though. And there's no other way into the room, obviously. Um, not with an eight. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to try computers check on the fucking thing. Okay. That's a fucking net 20. Damn. For a total oh, of 23. Yeah. Get me out of this situation, man. I'm, I love this dice so much. How do you hack this keypad? What do you do? Oh, man, I feel like I just hit it. Yeah, you walk up to it and you just like punch it or are you just like mashing buttons? I feel like I just like, like put my fist down on the buttons like fuck. Um, yes. And the, the like places where your hand touches, like the top of the knuckle and the bottom just happen to hit the right buttons <laughs> and you hear bleeding and the door slides open <laughs> and inside you see a room that has a bunch of screens. Uh, most of them are sort of like security cameras of the, the club proper. And then you have, uh, two big screens, which is, uh, the positorium and the Coliseum. Is there anybody inside? There isn't. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to slip in and close the door. Perfect. You get there and you see Durin currently being laughed at at the Positorium and Merrick is currently getting surrounded. What would you like to do? Do I see any buttons with labels on them? Helpful labels, perhaps? There is on the left-hand side, which is Durin's screen, you see a bunch of like audience reaction buttons. Mm-hmm. So you see like cheer, laugh, clap, boo, you know, hiss, mm-hmm. all, all that kind of stuff. On the right-hand side, you see a list of boons and uh, punishments. Uh, what's the nicest looking boon I can see? There is one that says mech. <laughs> I swear to God, no, I'm you don't hit that motherfucking that button. So hard. Does does he have to fight a mech now? Ah, damn, I didn't check which ones were for which. Boon for Voltaire. A mech comes out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Merrick, there is a shadow that appears above you as it gets larger and larger and begins encompassing your area, the space that you're standing in. You look up and there is a large robot suit plummeting towards you. What would you like to do? Uh, I, I'll take a five foot. Like It slams into the ground with a crash and leaves a crater in the ground and dust kicks up and Voltaire looks at the screen, at Durin's screen of him sort of currently being laughed at and he says, Now what is this shenanigans? Um, manual override on the control room, please? And Cody, you see all the buttons turn off. Fuck. 
should hit more I, buttons. I, I jump into the robot <laughs> It grabs you, Titanfall style, and pl- pushes you into its center and closes down around you. And you are now in a giant mech suit. And I'm going to tell you right now, you don't need to roll for attacks because these things don't stand a chance. You just have to tell me how you finish this fight. Merrick hits the missile button, like targets, little red targets appear on the screen, like ding, ding. And I press the red button as like, and like their heads all just explode. Yes, you launch this barrage of missiles and just take them off. And the, the holographic protection of uh, Voltaire is just like, excuse me, this is no longer fun for me. And the Colosseum begins melting away. And you are now standing in this large green room with white lines and cubes everywhere and it looks like you're in sort of like a hollow deck green screen room and you are standing there by yourself oh my mech suit's gone too your bad. mech suit is gone yes oh. and cody you see that end and one of the there's a door that pops open on the end of uh the room merrick a door cool uh i keep on moving towards it i guess so there's nothing else I can do in this control room? It's like shut down? Yeah, it seems like Voltaire has has put an end to the control room. I'm going to try a computer's check anyway, just in case, because I'm feeling confident. Okay. That's a 14. <laughs> okay, what, I say, what I'll say you get with a 14 is you begin sort of just like pressing buttons, and one of the screen turns on, and it seems to be a layout of the like entertainment depot that you're currently in okay um and you are sort of you're the the control room is in the center the uh positorium is to the far west and mm-hmm. the coliseum is to the far east okay and i do i know which door uh Merrick's coming out of it would be the one to the east there's okay. like only uh, one exit out. well yeah yeah I just wasn't sure if it like led away from me or like towards me. Uh, no. I'm going to go and meet or head towards Merrick so I can hopefully regroup and then we'll both go save Durham. Cool. Is there any weapons in the room? Give me a perception check. Oh, God. That's <laughs> an eight again. <laughs> uh, no, you don't see anything. I take the chair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Merrick, you've gone out through the door, I assume, yes? Yes, correct. Uh, you enter out into this long hall, and you see Cody exit a room carrying a chair. C- Cody? Are you okay? I- I've been better, but I'm doing all right. Hope you like the mech I sent you. I, I did. A lot of fun. Uh, what's the chair all about? I don't have any weapons. Uh, I guess neither do I. Yes, when the when the thing left, you lost your war pike as well. I can't believe Voltaire has technology for shutting down a Solarian's powers. He he was able to do that. I Let- can't summon my moat. Fuck. Um. Well, let's go get Durin and hope that we can just get the fuck out of here. Limber up, Cody. I think we might need to pose, and we head off. Yes, you guys run towards the posatorium, and Durin behind you from. The opposite side of the stage, you see Cody and Merrick burst onto the scene. And I, I guess a naked Dern waves at you. <laughs> God damn it, man. You don't know what I've dealt with. I was almost eaten by a bear. Someone thought I was dead. <laughs> you see the pound puppies, like, look around and they all stand up and they're like, um, sorry, what the hell is this? We were told it was going to be a one-on-three situation. What is this? This isn't uh, what we signed up for. Well, it's what the audience wants. 
Merrick sort of gets the crowd going. Three versus three, the way it should be. Yeah, Cody like is like holds the chair above his head and he's like, Yeah, you scared of a fair fight? The doors open and the pound puppies fall through. And the PA system comes on again and the announcer says, Ladies and gentlemen, this is an unexpected turn of events, but if there's one thing we do here at the Gallery Voltaire's Positorium, it's unexpected events. Are you ready for your main event? That's right. It's the dubious daddies versus the deliberate delinquents. Oh, these sons of bitches. The three deliberate delinquents <laughs> come out onto the stage. The trucks strutting proudly as the green-haired gnome is hanging off him upside down, kind of like Spider-Man using his own hair, and the Goran sort of blooms out from behind him, and they all jump down and strike a pose to thunderous applause. It's pose time, baby. Okay. We are going to roll some initiative. Alright. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Neon Green is just leaving me behind right now. My dice is giving me emotional whiplash because that's a nat one. Well, the nice thing about the pose off is it's whoever rolls the highest. So I have a 20. Okay. I have a 12. Okay. I have an eight total. Cool. Nice. So they, believe it or not, are going to go first. Surprising. They rolled a 19 on the die. It's pretty good. Oh. Now, Dane, before we start this, my chair has wheels, right? Sure. Perfect. I'll allow it. <laughs> Up first is the green-haired gnome, and he walks over to you, Durin, and mm-hmm. shoots his hair out to cover you up and says, nobody needs to see this anymore. You're welcome, as he looks to the audience, and people cheer. And he's going to use Rude. a diplomacy to, you know, pander to the audience about covering you up. Okay, okay. What would you like to do in response? You know what? I think people like seeing it. I think people are pretty happy about the current situation. And I'm going to embrace that side of the crowd that's okay with a naked rat dick. Oh. Okay. How? <laughs> Engineering? Engineering. <laughs> um, you had pose some some questions or some uh, skills I'll say me. a bluff I'll, I'll lean to a bluff because I don't believe they're actually there okay if you're cool with that sure you give What'd it you and you take it away I got a 13 I got a 27 <laughs> you part actually you tell me how do you what do you do here we, we part that we part the green seas <laughs> oh god <laughs> and you just just drop your dick out through the hair? What? <laughs> I guess I don't know now, Dave. I don't know. I'm just trying to embrace the crowd and you know have some support, some body positivity. That's what I'm looking for, Dane. You know what? This is surf. Things get wild. People fucking <laughs> love it. As they're trying to body shame you, you proudly embrace your rat hood. And you just, you, you grab the, the hair that's covering you, you pull it open, and your junk just falls through. And that is met with even more thunderous applause as you begin winning people over. Is the bluff like that he's actually upset and actually has been covered, but then he slips the hair aside, he's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, um, 
either Merrick or Cody, you guys get to choose who would go next, and you're on the offensive. Merrick, I think it's got to be you. Yep. I cool. think so. Who um, are you going to choose? You can do the Goran or the Trucks. I'll do the Trucks. Okay. Um, Merrick, since apparently we're just taking clothes off, uh, Merrick is going to run up to the Trucks, try to leap over him, uh, land behind him, and pants him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing here. It seems all criminal. <laughs> well, I will say that the Trucks isn't wearing clothes. Okay. Damn, he just rips his skin off, huh? Or his chin? Yeah, I'm just ripping his skin off. America's just going to walk on his arms. He's just going to do a big old handstand and do a flip. Okay, you're going to do a cool flip. Give me an acrobatics check. Cool flip. Uh, that's a natural one, so that's intent. Okay, well, you know what? I'll roll just to see if I get a natural one. I did not. Um, as you walk on your hands, he just uses his tail to swipe you your your hands from under you and you fall to the ground. Uh, it is now the Gorin's turn and she twirls over to you, Cody, and she says, you know, my favorite thing, I don't know, have you ever been to, to Goa? I have. Have you ever visited the spice market? <gasps> <laughs> Cody like looks her. What do you know about the spice market? There's nothing like fresh spice. And she opens her hand and a plume of pollen comes bursting out. She blows it in your face. Well, you know what? I've fucking been here before and I'm ready. And she made the mistake of forewarning me and I'm building this up too much and it's going to bite me in the ass. But you know what I do? I slip the chair to the side and I push myself onto it and slide out of the way of the pollen. And hopefully in a cool arc using my piloting because it has wheels. Okay, <laughs> I'll allow it. And she's going to use she's going to use intimidation. Okay, that's good. Twenty six. Yeah, I rolled a thirteen. Oh, Cody just like in one smooth motion slides away on the chair, maybe doing a circle around her. As you sort of like push off the the wind from your deft movements, blows the pollen back into her face, and she's like, <laughs> "I've been spiced before." It is Durin, your turn. You get to choose one of the three. Who would you like to go against? Okay. Um, I think green-haired. Uh, what was did, what was her name, or did we have a name for her? Uh, it is a it is a man, the green-haired gnome. Sorry, him. Yeah, yeah, the gnome, the gnome. You actually never asked their name, so no, you don't know. Cool, cool. I want to I want to pick up the, my pile of clothes, just my flannels though. Throw it in front of him and just light it on fire. Okay. I don't uh, know I was, what's happening, guys. I, I can't face- stop. Terry's broken. This is an intimidation check. And he is going to use acrobatics to uh, definitely, he's going to start twirling and using his hair as a fan to try to put it out. Okay. okay. I got an 11, so pretty low. Oh, I got a 15. As you try to close your, or let your clothes on fire, he begins spinning with faster and faster speed and the wind, you just can't get it to take and the, the fire fizzles as uh, he stops and poses to the audience once again. It is going to be the Trox's turn, and he's going to attempt to rip the chair out from under you, Cody, uh, with an athletics. Okay. I'm going to... See, I don't want to do another piloting, but I'm going to try to, when he rips the, uh, the chair away just squat in the exact perfect position that I was already 
so that I don't fall and it just makes him look like an idiot. <laughs> okay, give me another, give me an athletics check to do like a, a, a standing squat. Fuck, that's a 14. He got a 12. <laughs> he pulls the chair out from under you easily and raises it over his head and he's like, <laughs> idiots! And then he notices that the crowd isn't cheering as he slowly turns to look at you, just sitting on nothing. <laughs> and he quivers as the chair breaks. My chair! As he squeezes it together in rage and throws it into the audience. And you hear some go, ow! <laughs> <laughs> but you guys win that round. Merrick, it is your turn. It is the Gorin who is left right now. She's currently, like, brushing the pollen off her face. I'm going to, like, now that she's like, I'm going to, because I'm on, like, I'm flat on my face because I was tripped. I'm going to do the worm <laughs> to get behind her. And oh then I'm going to look at Cody, give him a wink, and I want to trip her like we're in elementary school. The old, okay, the old robot down the elevator move. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're, we're doing a little callback. Oh, yeah, nice, nice callback. Okay, so I'm going to, I get, it's, you're going to do an athletics and she's going to do an acrobatics. Okay. To to try to recover from the push. 24. <sighs> That's a 14. She goes ass overhead and hits the ground with a thud. Instead of hitting her, Cody would just stand up weirdly quickly from his awkward like squat. I have that be like a, you know, huh? And she, and she startles. Okay, yeah. She she startles and takes a step back and trips over Merrick, who is wormed behind her. <laughs> and she hits the ground and the audience roars. And that is a win for you that round, boys. You need to win the next round and you guys are good. Oh, fuck. No pressure, Dan. No pressure. No pressure. Cody uh, looks at Duran and just says, remember the bus. The Trox is going to go. He stands in the center and lets the light hit him. And he moves the chitin on his shoulders up and over. And they have been polished to a like a, a chrome-like sheen. And tries to blind you all with a uh, sleight of hand maneuver. Um, and I think he's going to target specifically Merrick. Fine. So tell me what you would like to do to not be blinded by this dazzling display. Merrick uh, will use, he's going to try to use like the lights coming at him to like, like take his shirt off and flex really well. So he gets perfect lighting for his muscles. Oh, okay, cool. So give me an athletics. Oh my God. That's going to be a 19. Yeah, I got a 13. Merrick looks ripped. Yeah, absolutely fucking chiseled. We flashed over to Mission of Malibu as Lustin is watching this on TV and <laughs> his eyes squint. And uh, we're back at the Positorium. Uh, it is your guys' turn. It's either Cody or Duran. I look at Duran. Oh, I look at Cody. I look at Cody and Duran. <laughs> <laughs> I look at Duran and Merrick. Fine, fine. All right. I, I look at you and I mime like a and then like looking around and I'm like, we were never even here. What? <laughs> Cody's just nodding with thumbs up. I'm going to tastefully dress myself. So we're going to we're going to change. We're going to change our R rating down to a PG-13 with tasteful nudity now. Okay. Because the poncho is still there. Um, I want to put the poncho on, but in a very like fluid, like flowing way. And then I'm just like, just nude, but it's covered. So it's tasteful. All right. 
as you begin this, the crowd begins chanting, put it on, put it on, put it on. I'm going to, I'm going to want acrobatics if you're going to try to do this fluidly. Thank fuck. Thank, oh, now 20. Holy shit. <laughs> He's back. Okay, He's back. Baby. Um, who are you doing this to? Um, uh, my focus is on the green hair gnome. Okay. Well, he's got to roll a nat 20 to beat you. He's, you know what he's going to try to do? He's going to try to do an acrobatics as well to beat you to the punch and get under the poncho with you. <laughs> okay. If, if he wants to be down there. Nope. Does not work. He tries to slip under and you have it on and he's at the back. So the, the poncho is lifted up behind you and he's like looking around. So it looks like the poncho is billowing behind you as you stand in your naked, but dressed tastefully glory. Hell yeah. And boys, that is, that is enough to win this pose off, but you <sighs> can make your final statement piece. And I will let you guys collaborate on this together. How would you like to, to finish this, this battle? Do we all get naked or do we all get in the poncho? I can't tell. Uh, I, I think uh, we hold Durin up so he, like like he's a flower and we spin him around so the poncho turns into like a circle. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's and, pretty and, cool. And we, and we let him go into the air like a spinning top. We oh, do that's that. really cool. Meanwhile, that's a great idea. on one side, your, your face mask will say F you and on the other side, I'll start signing fuck you at the audience. Okay, I'm going to quickly spin. Hold Durin in the air and spin, spin really fast. <laughs> yeah, just, just do it. Hold just on to me. Go. Okay, boys. Here's what I'm going to need. Okay. I need an acrobatics check from Merrick. Okay. Or no, sorry. I need an athletics check from Merrick, an acrobatics check from Durin, and a what, diplomacy, I guess, from... Oh, intimidate? From Cody? I, what, what, what would you like to do? Intimidate? I will definitely take intimidate over diplomacy. Okay, we'll do an intimidate because you're All telling right. the audience to fuck you. Oof. Um, I've got an 18. Okay. I have an 18 as well. I have okay. an 8. <laughs> <laughs> we I flipped the landing, boys. <laughs> he says, thank you. Thank you. Merrick twirling and twirling and twirling. And Duran, you're spinning faster and faster and faster. And somehow these hooks have come down and attached to you, Duran, and lift you up. And you begin soaring through the air. And they the have crowd- is losing it. They're prepared. Told you. They're ready for everything. And then everything goes quiet. And the announcer says, Ladies and gentlemen, that's not all. This has just come across our desk and we are got an exclusive. Uh, a screen appears and it rewinds to you guys talking to the deliberate delinquents outside of the shops where you made a deal that if you beat them, <laughs> the Trox would eat the gnome. Oh, no! I completely forgot about that. Oh, no. Oh, no. And the gnome looks at the Trox, and he's like, I mean, that was was just a joke, right? And the Trox says, a deal made for a pose-off is a deal made in blood. And he grabs the gnome, unhinges his jaw, and eats him. I absolve. Oh, oh, no, it's too late. It's so late, and you just hear crunching as this Trox eats this gnome. I hope the next planet we go to is like PG, like another (laughs) forest planet, maybe. Oh, dude, this fucking wild! Holy shit! Did you not listen to the episode where Dane says each planet's gonna get progressively more fucked up? (laughs) Oh god! And then, boys, as you stand and bask in your victory. 
the stage opens and you drop through it and you slide through these tubes and then you are spat out onto the floor where you first met Voltaire and the crowd is surrounding the dance floor and the club is packed and Voltaire is sitting 20 feet up again on his raised throne in his purple robe and he looks down at you and he sighs and he says gentlemen you are starting to become troublesome yeah that's sort of the whole bit (laughs) and he says I'm beginning to believe you but I am a man of my word all you need to do is fucking cool it for mm, 24 hours or so and your name other than the night of infamy that it will live on forever after tonight will also be cleared once I have them under my control and you look up and above the dance floor is a translucent disco ball and inside is veil and that cocoon stuff is slowly creeping up their legs. We're about to make another really dumb decision, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't even have my powers right now. I don't have anything, but that's I'm enough. wearing nothing but a poncho. Poncho's more powerful <laughs> than any of us. It's true. That's true. You guys, yeah, you don't have your weapons. The crowd begins cheering. You know, I guess the cat's going to be out of the bag eventually, and I think you guys have already seen enough to know my dirty little secret. And I guess... From one pest to another, it takes one to know one, baby. And several hundreds of little hands begin poking out underneath his robe as he pushes it off, revealing that he's not sitting on a very large throne, but instead has a 20-foot-long slug centipede body. Ah! He wiggles a little bit. He says, what's the matter, Durin? Didn't see that one coming? Uh, Nope. Nope, sure didn't. I didn't expect worse nudity than you, Dern, <laughs> in the like, next 24 know, hours, right? let alone 24 minutes. And all hundred hands snap in like descending order, and those two platforms roll out again. And this time it is not muscular men in short shorts. It's Rondalus Drin and Avalyn. Voltaire looks at you and says, Gentlemen, is it time to party? It's time to dance. No weapons. I have no stamina. Let's fucking do this, I guess. <laughs> let's, let's go. As Voltaire presses a button on his throne, you hear a song blare out over the PA system. Ooh, baby, do you know what it's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place <laughs> on surf. <laughs> As the beat drop, Voltaire looks at you and he says, All right, then. Let's dance.